I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to our new series of podcasts for 2020. This week, our first guest for the new series is the actor and singer Matt Henry, who talked to us about the filmed version of Kinky Boots and also about being a dad. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast with me, Alice Arnold, and my guest this week is Matt Henry, who's looking very dapper in in a, a sort of French, white and red, Breton-style <laughs> shirt. And also very summery, Matt, considering it's, it's a drizzly January day. But I didn't know, really think it through, but... Um. No. It, no, you're looking very dapper, Thank I might you. say. Um, you are here because Kinky Boots, which you are very famous for playing Lola and kin- Kinky Boots, is going out on a screening... To, to cinemas, more than 650 cinemas, on the 4th and 9th of February. Um, now, recap for us okay. about what, what, the, what the screenings are. Mm-hmm. And, well, the, the show, first of all, tell us, tell us the show. Okay, well, Kinky in a Boots nutshell. Um, is about a, it's a story about Charlie Price, who inherits a failing shoe factory from his father. Um, it's set in Northampton. And um, the shoe factory is going under and he has a chance encounter with a drag queen in London while he is down here trying to make some business connections. And um, he realises that there is a niche market for drag queens um, who, well, for men who wear heels because they were making shoes for a different kind of gentleman. And um, his encounter with Lola, who I play, um, allows him to kind of venture into a different world of shoemaking, which is making shoes for transvestites and drag queens. And so the show kind of follows these two characters, Lola and Charlie, and they're brought together by their um, their story of and their story of their fathers and how they have these kind of turbulent relationships with their fathers. And this kind of brings them together and they kind of find they help each other to overcome um problems that they have that they have insecurities that they have and it's also a show about acceptance and um allowing people to be who they want to be and allowing people to actually find themselves and the beautiful message that i always kind of say to people from the show is that if you change you can change the world if you change your mind and i think that's such a powerful message from a show like kinky boots mm-hmm so that's the show, and the show's mm. been in the West End and was in the West End for, for a long, long time. Yes. And you starred in it. I you did. played Lola. <laughs> now, what's happened is they've filmed it and they're putting it on in cinemas. Yes. So people who didn't get to see it, or people who didn't want to see it again, um, so how did, how did the filming process work? Was it they filmed one show or they filmed bits of different shows? Well, myself and Killian Donnelly, who Killian plays Charlie Price and I play Lola, um, we had left the show um, probably a year and a half. So we'd been, we hadn't been in the show. And we got a phone call to say that they were thinking of filming the show and would we come back to reprise our Olivier Award winning roles? Of course, we were like, yes, of course. Oh, but Could very, you remember it? Very nervous <laughs> and very scared to take on such an iconic role that we'd kind of put to bed. And um, I guess me and Killian were very... Um, we had such a good relationship anyway, working relationship, and outside of, outside of the show that it was wonderful for us both to be back together and to try and recreate that magic... Magic? Um, <laughs> that we had. And... Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I guess it was um, it was filmed over three days. We only had one kind of one day of rehearsal together, and then another day just dress rehearsal with the company, and then it was straight into a live show, three nights of live shows. Seriously, that's all the rehearsal after a year and a half's break. And it all just came. It just you, yeah, it was like putting on the boots again. It all just all came flooding back. I was a little bit heavier, a little bit wider. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was amazing. All those feelings, all that, that kind of the character arc and the emotions that we first felt you know, when we did the rehearsal back, our first rehearsal back in 2015, they all just, it all just came flooding back. And um, when you do such a show like Kinky Boots that's been so successful, you kind of are a little bit nervous that it's not going to be, it's not going to come across as you, as you remember it. It was beautiful. And it, it just captured loads of little things that, you know, I've been in a show that I've not, I was in a show that I'd never seen. Mm-hmm. So watching it, I was like, oh, that's what I do. Oh, and that's what he does. And that's what she was doing at the back behind me, which, which I couldn't turn around and see. And all these little things, personally for me, just made the show even better. And they really captured the heart and energy of the live performance. Now, last time I spoke to you, you were about to become a father. I was, yeah. I presume you now I are. <laughs> yes, I am. You've got a little boy? I have, yeah. How old is he? He is 27 months, or oh, two. Um, and, wow, it's been the most amazing experience and still is. And I had to, I took a step back. I think when we last spoke, I was taking a step back mm-hmm. from performing. Um, my partner is the main breadwinner, and I stayed at home looking after him and... It's been the, you grow up, you learn so much. I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about taking care of somebody else and moving the focus from myself as a performer to this little man that's a, a performer in his own. Is he? he performs every day yeah. for me. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but it, it's, it's wonderful. It's so, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. And now I've started to kind of go, okay, now I can kind of, refocus and start to look for work and smaller projects that allow me to be a father but also be you know be myself again and be an actor so yeah it's, it's wonderful and i read somewhere that you're taking him to auditions with you is that oh right? yeah well this is the thing it's like they're not distracting in any way no i so <laughs> originally i worked so i'd worked out that um, because I'd known him so well and I know that, you know, okay, he's going to wake up at this time, I feed him at this time, he's going to have a, a morning nap at this time. So I made sure that all my auditions were around the time that we were heading towards the theatre or heading towards the audition room. So I'd keep him up on the tube, ooh, you know, playing games. <laughs> and I knew as soon as I came off the tube, I'd start my kind of procedure of slowly rocking the, <laughs> the buggy and he'd fall asleep and then I'd get to the audition, I'd do the audition well, now he's two, he's dropped many of those sleeps. And mm. so he has now an afternoon sleep. And so I had a morning audition um, for a play um, that I'm about to do in Liverpool. And I um, I was fully prepared. You know, I kind of got his favourite apples, grapes, all this stuff. And, you know, had the iPad and went into the room. And he just sat in the corner and watched his favourite... Um, program because he's a little angel isn't he He did so well and i got the job (laughs) and i was like oh my god you know yeah so i i i think there's such a huge stigma about you know parents kind of having it's so hard like you know you get a call like tomorrow and it's trying to find child support you know child care for that 
for an hour, it's it's the hardest thing to do. I mean, I don't think the industry of of theatre or, or television probably um, actually takes much of that into account. Yeah. In terms of in terms of parenting, and I think prob- probably I don't know if I should say this. I expect there might be slightly more understanding if it was a woman saying mm. that she was going to had a small child and needed to organize childcare and i just wondered if is is there a sort of support network around you as a gay father mm. that have you found that now was it there was it always there no, did I've, you find it i found it, it or? i found it i've um and my agent has been the most supportive agent i could ever have um Alistair and Helen of Curtis Brown, they have, you know, they totally understand the whole, my whole life setup. And so they, uh, you know, they'll call ahead to casting directors and let them know. Um, and everyone's, and the casting directors have been so like, yes, bring him in, it's fine, you know. And it, that's kind of allowed me to kind of be able to say to other people, it's okay, you can go for that casting and you can bring your kid to the casting and somebody will take care of There's always an assistant mm-hmm. or if there isn't, there's, you know, there, I think casting directors are changing. It's, the industry is slowly changing and it's, it's getting better. Um, but I've also found some of me, you know, our dog walkers now become, you know, our nanny. And <laughs> she's she's doubles up. But she, she used to be a nanny and then she kind of, you know, moved on from kids back to dogs, and then she's, and then we met her, and she's like, "I can do both." And I was like, "Oh, fantastic. you've got a dog as well." Yeah, so we've got a dog as well. What have you got? Um, a Hungarian Vizsla. Oh, oh yeah, she's, nice. She's in her fifteenth year, and they only lived to fifteen. So, oh. she, so when we started this year, she kind of started to walk a little bit slower. And I was like, Our no. dog's in his fifteenth year. Oh, really? Uh, but I think he might live considerably longer. Yeah. But he, he's very stiff. Yeah, we have a lot of stools to help him jump up onto things. But um, we had friends who had the same breed, and their dog lived, lived to eighteen. Wow! And Ruby, she's just so. I mean, she, she's like. And a is puppy. she good with the baby? Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He tries to kind of run after her, and she kind of, and she's so lovely because she kind of just, if she's had enough, she takes herself away, and you kind of try to explain to him, okay, she's tired now. Mm. She needs quiet time. She needs quiet time. Like he probably does sometimes. (laughs) Um, So recently you did One Night in Miami at Mm. Nottingham Playhouse and that was about four black icons, really. Um, You played Sam Cooke. I did. A change is going to come. Yes. Yes. How was that? It was one of the most amazing jobs, i.e. without singing and dancing, a play that I've ever done because it was <clears throat> it's a it's a real event which was the night that Sonny Liston was beaten by Muhammad Ali, who was known as Cassius Clay at the time, in Miami, and um, no one thought that Muhammad Ali was going to win, and so all the parties in Miami were getting ready to kind of celebrate Sonny Liston, and then it didn't happen, and so instead of going to party with everybody. Um, Malcolm X and Jim Brown and Sam Cooke and Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, went to a hotel room. In, is that true? Yes, this is very. This is all true. They went to a hotel room and they spent the in, the night together, partying with each other. Of course, because Malcolm was a part of the Nation of Islam, there was no alcohol, um, but there were tubs of ice cream, vanilla ice cream, which we had <laughs> in the show. Um, and you know, Kent Powers then kind of you know wrote this fictional may have happened or what, you know, 
And it was, it's, it's a one-act play, and to hold an audience's attention for an hour and a half, 90 minutes, is very hard. But it was done so well, and it was um, directed by Matt, Matthew Zaya, and um, it was so well received. And there were talks of it coming back to London, but of course they couldn't find a theatre. And so, um, but yes, I had a fantastic time, and I played Sam Cooke. And I got to, um, I did get to sing, <laughs> um, Change is Going to Come. And, um, it, you know, growing up with his music, I grew, I grew up with Otis Redding and Sam Cooke. Um, it was always played in the house by my mother. And then to get to re retell his story and to experience his life and the, tr the ups and downs, because he had a son. Um, and he, his son passed away um, died accidentally in the family swimming pool. And his son was only 18 months. And this happened in the December of 63. And then Sam was at the fight in the February um, next year. So he was there. So he, you know, and so you have all these emotional things, on, you know, um, driving the character. And, um, and these are things that people don't know about Sam Cooke, that he was, he was grieving. And yeah, then, I had no idea yeah, about that. And then in 64... Um, at the end of 64, he, he passes away. Yeah. And he dies. But yeah. Um, so, and four, obviously, great parts for black actors. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And I think we talked before, actually, about this, about the sort of hopefully increasing of opportunity for, for black actors to, yeah. to work, basically. Um, I don't know if you think it's changed since I last saw you, which would have been three years ago. Three or years ago, I mean, yeah. Well, I, could, I guess because I've taken a step back, I haven't really, you know, and then One Night in Miami was kind of the, one of the first things I, I kind of I did, um, as well as The Globe. Um, but for me, it was just working with those six black guys and sharing our stories together really empowered me um, because... They're they're all driven. All those guys who I did the play, they were very they're very driven actors, and you know, and we had these conversations. And I think the tide is turning. I think the you know, and the fact that that play was put on in Nottingham, which allowed another um, you know audiences from different cultures to come and experience these stories, kind of just made me. Th it did make me kind of go. Actually, I think things are slow but they're moving. Things mm -hmm. are progressing, definitely. Okay. You got an MBE two years ago. I did. <laughs> for services to theatre. Who gave you your MBE? Um, Prince Charles. Did he? <laughs> yes. That was, that, uh, again, that was a very surreal moment for me because, you know, um, I had finished Kinky Boots and I'd kind of moved on and was now being a parent and... You know, I wasn't really sleeping that much at that time. And this letter comes through the door from the Prime Minister saying, you know, your name's been put forward to the Queen. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and it was, yeah, it, and to receive that was just a wonderful kind of nod to say, you know, you've done really well. But what was really moving for me was that, you know, my mother is second-generation Jamaican. Um, you know, so my grandmother came over on the Windrush and... And and so it's it was really lovely for my mother to turn around saying to say to me, I never thought in the whole of my life that I would ever go to Buckingham Palace, and here I am. She must have been so proud. Of oh, you. she was she was over the moon, and it was just and that 
meant even more than the MBA, you know, to hear my mother say that. I think for a lot of people it does, actually. It's not actually what it means to you, it's what it means to your family, yeah. who see you receive that and see, yeah, their, yeah. see their boy done good. Boy done good, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was that feeling. It's, of, yeah, it's, um, it's yeah. lovely. Now, when you were in Kinky Boots, you took a writing course. I did. Have you been Have you been writing? I have been And writing. directing, that's the other thing you don't do. I, you, you know, I didn't get around, I haven't got around to actually doing much directing, but a lot of writing. Um, and um, Plays, music. Plays, been writing a lot of music with um, my good friend, Gabriel Vick. And um, we are writing a new musical um, based on the life of Nathaniel Wells. Um, who was a, um, and it's set in 1830, and he, no one knows about No, this tell character. us about yeah. who's Nathaniel So Nathaniel Wells. Wells is this character who, um, it was this, is this person who inherited um, slaves and this plantation in the Grenadines, but he inherited from his father who was white, and he is mixed heritage. And his father sent him to the UK to um, study, and um, whilst he was studying, his father passes away and he inherits his plantation. And the story follows what he ends up doing with his plantation. And it was just a story that we stumbled upon and we thought, oh, okay, let's write some songs about this guy. And, and it's just been a great really learning, pro you know, um, yeah, it's been a great process of kind of um, using those skill sets that have always been there, but I just haven't been using. And, you know, because I wrote my own album and, Gabe wrote um, Miss Atomic Bomb, which played at the other palace. And so, you know, us coming together has been a great kind of creative experience. And so are we going to see? Hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. Maybe. What would be your wishes then for 2020? For 2020, I would love to be creating more and also to kind of make more connections, more creative connections, I guess, and move more into the writing field and um, and finding the time. It's finding the time, you know, having a, a young one. Um, you know, before having him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do <laughs> that. And then I'm like, now, oh, I'm going I'm to use this energy just to rest. <laughs> well, he'll go to school in a couple yeah. of years and then yes. you'll have five or six hours a day when you'll yeah. be able to do then I can... something, possibly. <laughs> they finish school awfully early, though. Probably just, I don't know, I don't have children, but yeah. I, I would imagine just as you're beginning to enjoy your day, you're going, oh, I've got to go and pick I them up pick now. Them up. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they should stay there till six o'clock. <laughs> Give yourself a proper day. So hopefully, but... yeah, so yeah, the time and the energy needed to um, be creative will come back. And what would be your dreams for him, for your boy? Wow. Well, he's such a character anyway, and um, but I would I, for him, I just want him to just have the best life, you know, and to be able to experience so many things. And so, you know, we have a piano at home, and he just every morning he gets up and he plunks away at the piano, and you know, and he get, he goes and gets my guitar, and and he sings great, it. Great. And he's not he's, he's you know he's not really singing in tune, but. He's wheels and the bus go round. You know, he's he's just he he's so wonderful. Like you know, and he, his imagination is so it's so interesting. You feel like you're a kid again because you're kind of seeing the world through his eyes and what he sees. And um, yeah, it, it's amazing. Like I took him to see um, going on the bear hunt, which is a story about um, this family going to find a bear. And then I'm I've been reading the book to him and. Um, 
And then we, I saw that there was a production, a, a puppeteering, um, puppet, a puppet show of it, showing at um, the Stratford Circus. So I took him, and it was the first time I'd taken him to the theatre. And this is a child that kind of, you know, is everywhere, can't keep still. He sat still for one hour and just took the show in. Oh, and I, bless him. you know, and I just, I was watching him, not watching, <laughs> you know, watching the show. I was watching him enjoy this theatrical experience. And so, yeah, I, I, I just, for me, I just love, I want to give him more experiences like that and for him just to experience the world and to enjoy it. Well, he's got a fabulous future ahead, I would say, with a dad like you. <laughs> um, thank you, Matt, so much thank you. for coming in. That was Matt Henry. I'm Alice Arnold. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then why not subscribe so that you get the rest in the series? Go to magic.co.uk forward slash podcast and click subscribe. It's free though, you don't have to pay. And then you click on another button that says I'm giving that five stars out of five.